0: Throughout this podcast, I incorrectly refer to a speaker as John Everett. His actual name is Jason Everett. I apologize for incorrectly stating his name. Thank you. And now, on to the podcast. <music> Welcome to the A.J. Bukon Podcast. This is episode 37, and I am doing something a little bit different this time. Uh, I don't know. Life is full of crazy stuff, and sometimes you just have to do something different. So I said, let me do this podcast kind of in a live format, but not really live. But I wanted to try doing this in a different way instead of, like, sitting at the computer, you know, sitting at the computer with the microphone there and the headphones on. Only because, like, I I thought, why don't I do it this way? Why don't I do the podcast while I'm taking Charlie for a walk? And Charlie's my dog. And you're probably saying to yourself, what a good idea. I know you're not thinking enough, but I think it's, you're probably saying, what a good idea. And I think it is. I think it's a great idea. And here's why. just a lot of different reasons. Sometimes, me personally, I'm able to clear my head, do my best thinking, when I'm, out walking around, looking at the world around me, hanging out with Charlie, picking up his shit in the plastic bag. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's something really earthy about that. You know what? Like you're when you're going and your your dog's walking, you got your little plastic bag there and picking it up while you're thinking these deep thoughts. And it's just weird. You know what I mean? It's, it's this like it's this odd juxtaposition of a, a man thinking about The world the questions that he has while he's bending over with a plastic bag on his hand picking up the crap that his dog just left on the ground it's just a weird picture you know what I mean you can't it's hard to put those two together and so yeah I pick it up I don't worry about it I just do it you know what I mean that's kind of how we do things in life so anyhow I said you know what I'm gonna walk and talk I'm gonna talk and I'm gonna walk and I'm gonna do the podcast. Why am I doing it tonight? Well, look, as y'all know, life is life as a teacher for me has been a little bit up and down this year. I get tired a little bit more easily. I don't always have I don't always feel like I have that energy that I would like to have. I think I'm becoming a little bit more patient, which isn't a bad thing. But I'll tell you, the grind just kind of gets to you after a while. It gets to me. I'm going to be honest. You know, four classes a day, and we had this big assembly. And so, for like, if you're a teacher, you probably know what I'm talking about. And even some of my kids say this too. That like, on the days when you have an assembly, or when the schedule is different, it throws you off. You know what I mean? We like the consistent nature of life. That's that's me. Like, life is so unpredictable sometimes with, like, what goes on in our personal lives and what goes on in the world. It's so unpredictable. One of the things I love about teaching is is a nice, orderly schedule. We go from here to here to here. It kind of keeps a certain simplicity in life. You know what I mean? It's regimented. It's routine. And that's what's nice about it so anyhow today we were having a guest speaker um, I think his name is John Everett I may be wrong I probably have that wrong I'm not sure I wrote it down in my notes that I took during the presentation but there was a big like people were concerned um, somewhere on social media you know some of the kids were like oh no hey Even some of the teachers like, oh, no, what's this going to be about? How are we going to handle this? Because he was coming to talk to the students about chastity. And it was like it was going to be a sex talk, if you know what I mean. I mean, it's not like he's he's coming in, he's going to talk to the kids about the virtues of chastity. And, hey, why not? You know what? It's a Catholic school. Nothing wrong with that. He's talking about it. He brings God into it. And i know people were anxious about it i get it they were doing it i think at saint michael and people were concerned about it i get it and even some of the kids like i don't want to hear this This it's gonna be so stupid i don't want to hear this This it's gonna be so bad i said here and i just told them you know the kind of weird thing sometimes that we do is um we tend to like Develop these preconceived notions about a speech or a presentation, or about someone, based on things that really are not rooted in any kind of logic. You know what I mean? Like, for example, this guy comes in. He, uh, uh, from what I understand, he he speaks he speaks all over the country. It's not someone just like they're dragging off the street, or someone's just coming and getting a half-hearted attempt to you know do this it's a program it's it's you know across the country um and we don't know you don't know anything about him you know we're already judging that we don't want to hear what he has to say simply because of the subject matter or um what he may say in regards to the subject matter it may be a position that we it may make us uncomfortable it may mean that you know we don't want to hear it i don't know and you know it's a fine line sometimes i think when you're in school like you know philosophically like i think you know it it is the role of the parents to um, have those talks with their children i agree And, you know, to me, I think it sometimes those talks are important, but there are also times when we say, well, is this something that, you know, philosophically, in a religious context, since we are, you know, uh, a Catholic school, is it something that we can, we should talk about and, you know, share information with young people. And um, so it's kind of a, it's kind of a challenge kind of like switch your mindset say hey is this something that I want to hear but that you know the issue is like is it something that we want to make sure that young people understand is the world you know, the kind of place where we want to make sure everyone is familiar understands the ramifications of what they're doing so anyhow I just told myself, you know what you go to it you know some people are like well, I'm checking out I said well you know, if you want to check out a school, you do it. I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna encourage you to do it. But I'm like, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. But you know, I think like for some people, it's not a bad idea just to like listen. You know, it doesn't mean that you have to accept what he's saying, but it does. It does mean that you, can, and it does mean that when you go listen to someone, you can think critically for yourself. You can say, I choose to accept this, or I choose to kind of think a different way, maybe I'm in the middle ground, I don't know. But the, the one thing I think that we, we can have in society is a discourse about it. And I think it's important that parents are able to have these conversations, uh, schools communicate with parents, churches communicate with, you know, the congregations about, like, what's the purpose of this, why are we doing it, so that we have an understanding of it, and then let people kind of make their own decisions about it that's kind of where I am but um, I have great faith that you know when we do things like this it's in the spirit of doing something that is right you know what I mean it's something that has a purpose um, and only give the, the man the benefit of the doubt Anyhow, I went in that's what I just told my students I said, just go in worst case scenario I told my seniors this look at it as like as we're stuttering studying rhetoric in class I said worst case scenario at the very least just go in and analyze how effective he is at communicating his message and whether or not the audience is receiving it that way if you want to step back and you don't want to necessarily you know engage in the understanding of it at least think about what he's saying and how effective he is doing it I said there are different ways you know places that you can kind of put yourself when you go to those. And you go to functions like that. So anyhow, It's like I did like last week. We had the um, the um, oh the the lockdown drill, for, you know, for for active shooters, and the police came out. You know, I went there. Like I've heard it before. I know what it's about. In my mind, you know, I don't want to hear it again. It's a good reminder. I understand what's going on in the world I get it but a lot of people have questions and things so I didn't want to check out so what I did was I just went there and I took my notebook and people thought oh man he's coming in there he's gonna be doing work and stuff so, no. I'm going in I have my notebook and what I did is I did like my little sketch notes of it sketch notes are like when you write notes down but you can draw pictures and stuff of things that that the, uh, the speaker is saying or the author is writing and then you can kind of um, look at it, and it helps you understand the content better. And it keeps you engaged. It keeps me engaged. So when I'm listening to a presentation that's like an hour long or more, it really holds my attention. I'm able to do it. It may look like I'm being rude, but I'm I'm just writing. So like There's you know, writing. I'm just jotting some things down, taking a few notes. The pictures that I'm drawing correspond with what the person is saying. So so I did that last week, I said, you know what? I'm gonna do it again. Betsy came in today, Betsy Nor, You know, teacher down the hall. I've been teaching with her for over 10 years now. Stephen, are you gonna take your work? Are you gonna take your notebook? I said, now, I took my notebook last week. And I had to tell her, it's like, because she was judging me for taking the notebook. But said, no, I wanna take it this week and I'm gonna do the same thing I did. I showed her the notes. I said, look, that's what I did during the shooter drill. I said I'm just gonna take and just jot down a few things that you know I think are important that are interesting, and that's what I did. That's what I did, you know. So anyhow, went through all the classes today. Boom, 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 boom. I think we ate lunch <laughs> um, earlier today. I think we started. I don't know. Sorry, it was before 11, I think. But anyhow a little bit longer lunch which was great but then we went up to the gym and we had the presentation. Seniors were all sitting there in the middle uh, of the gym, you know, we had sophomores and juniors and freshmen and then we had a group from St. Michael grade school that came out here, they brought my group out, I think it was 8th graders I think, yeah, yeah, pretty short. Sure. So anyhow, I think everyone, you know, you get a vibe from like when you go in you see an audience and I think that's what's really cool sometimes like it's it's good if we can kind of step back and say hmm let me kind of check out what's going on here so I'm looking at the audience and I'm looking you know the people that are there teach we're all teachers are all coming in we're the shit coming in and you know the seniors there in the middle and they're all just laughing and talking and there's like there's an energy in the room I don't know if it's because like we're out of class I don't know if it's because of the speaker, the topic, or just, like, the big gathering of a bunch of people. But, you know, the energy's palpable. You could feel it. People were excited. People were talking. So, anyhow, we all kind of sit. I'm, we're sitting. Some of the teachers go up in the bleachers, and they're sitting up there. And I managed to wait around to see if there are some empty chairs down on the floor. I sat down on the floor with some other teachers because those chairs were comfortable. Thank you to the custodial staff for getting those out for us. That was really nice. Comfortable, cushy chair for a a well over an hour presentation. So I had my little water there, had my notes, just getting ready to push to my man. Now Becky Sand comes, she gets up, introduces him, encourages everyone to sit up, pay attention, you know, yada yada yada. That's what we do. You know, that's what teachers do. That's what principals do. Sit up, and pay attention, sit up and pay attention. You know, sit up and pay attention is code. Like this is something important. You may want to listen to it. I personally think everything I say is important, just because I'm like like that. But anyhow, she said, you know, everyone make sure you're sitting up, paying attention. You know, I get it. So everyone started doing that. Really polite group. We, we have a great group of students. So anyhow, they're doing, he comes up there, and um, I think everyone didn't know what to say. You know? And I think one of the things you have to do as a speaker is you have to build a certain level of trust right off the bat. Establish your credibility, so to speak. And we talk about this in rhetoric all the time. You know, when someone's giving a speech, so the guy comes up, I think it's Everett. I'm probably probably wrong, but I'm just gonna call him, I'm gonna call him John, I think that's what his name is. So John gets up there and, you know, he takes the mic. You know, you got about like, anywhere 400, close to 400 maybe even 500 people in the gym you know it's crowded and you have to kind of you know when you're speaking like that you have to be able to look around and you have to see like these are all the people that are there you have to find some way of connecting with them and this is a group of high school students but let me tell you something it ain't easy sometimes and i don't care if my if i use the word ain't but it is not easy sometimes keeping the attention of a small group of high school students. Sometimes, like, I have classes, like, I'm not sure they're even listening to me anymore. It's like, okay. But you have to dig down deep. You have to find something to keep pushing on. Because that is the nature of the game in terms of being a speaker, in terms of being a teacher. If you're giving a speech, you're trying to persuade people. If you're being a teacher, you're kind of doing the same thing. So anyhow, he gets up there, and, um, I'm not really sure how to kind of look at it and say, well, how's he going to do this right off the bat? How is he going to get everyone's attention? The one thing that he does, which is really cool, is he comes out with all kinds of energy. That's the one way to ensure that your audience, at least you're grabbing a hold of them. And that's what he did. He didn't come up. It wasn't a, um, a situation where he was. Telling at anyone, he wasn't talking down to him. He was, it was a very formal yet welcoming tone that he had. And the, the first thing he did—I'm not even sure how he got to this point—but he said, and he got up there and he said, "I need a volunteer." He looked around the audience and he gets, goes out there and he picks—he picks one of my students, Hayden. I'm like, oh no, what's going to happen? Because I had Hayden in class, and Lord knows. I love to pick on him because he is so enthusiastic He's such a great volunteer for anything. And, you know, you can't help but pick him out of the crowd because he's like, he's the first person to stand up. I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. Just because just he wants to be out there. So, anyhow, he picks Hayden, he tells Hayden to come on up. Everyone's like, yay, yeah, yay, yeah, Hayden. Yeah. They're all cheering him. It's like, oh. He goes up there and he's, I, I'm not sure exactly what he said, but he's like, he's talking about, well, it's like you're going out on a date or something like that. I, I'm not sure. Anyhow, next thing I know, is, like, Hayden, is, he is picking Hayden up, and Hayden's, Hayden's a small kid, you know, he's a senior, football player, he's picking him up, and throwing him over his shoulder, and walking around talking with him on his shoulder, I mean, like, literally over his shoulder, and it's just, it's just hilarious, and, like, we're all watching this. And so he's laughing, he starts telling some jokes, and he and then he puts Hayden down, and, he, and then he gets, just gets right into business. And I don't, you know, I don't have my notes with me, so I'm not going to, like, re-give his speech. But one of the things that he does is, um, when he's talking to the students, uh, particularly about something like chastity and, like, sexual awareness and making the right kinds of choices, not only now, but for your future, um, you can't just talk... At people, particularly if it's a topic like that, and what was really nice about what he did is um, he talked with them. You know what I mean? Like he carried the whole time. Like he had an abundance of energy. I don't. I wish I had that much energy. But he talked for a good hour. Really good, good presentation. But um, what was kind of unique about it is he intertwined different stories about what it was like for him growing up and you know, sexuality as he was growing up and mistakes that he made and choices he made for the future. And kind of like, and that like it, the, the friend group that he chose, the people he chose to listen to, he talked about, you know, personally what it was like for him growing up as a young man and having to deal with, you know, the pressures that his social group put on the, the social groups put on people in regards to sex and, um, and he was just honest about it. It was, at times, he, you know, he told funny stories, he talked about pornography, but not in a way that was graphic. It, it was like he told, the, the stories he told were humorous, but they weren't gratuitous. You know what I mean? It wasn't like he was trying to shock them. But I think he just said it, and then he went right into it, and he actually had some uh, incredible facts and things to kind of back up what he was saying about how, like, pornography affects young people and how it, like, changes the wiring in your brain and things like that. And it was really interesting. Um, And he started thinking, it got people thinking, not necessarily about pornography. I don't think it was like, hey, we have to go look at pornography. It was talking about the dangers of it and how it affects you, you know, from uh, a human standpoint, you know, as an individual, and how it could affect the relationships that you want to have in the future. And, um, again, nothing shocking about it. It was very down to earth. And the kids really, they just, uh, to me, it seemed as if they were listening because he infused a little bit of the humor with a little bit of the factual, some of the factual evidence that he was throwing up there. So he was connecting with people on, on an emotional and uh, on, on the, you know, on a level that the students could appreciate. But he was also presenting things in a very matter-of-fact way, um, statistics about, you um, like you know parents who um are virgins when they get married versus those that aren't and it was just really it was interesting and um so I'm looking at it from a you know an adult perspective listening to it saying like how as a student would I be receiving this? And it's presenting two things, you know, the humorous, the the friendliness of it, but also the factual information that he had right there, right in front of him, and he was showing everyone. So it, the hour went really quick hour and ten minutes or so went very quickly um and he he engaged the audience you know to me to be able to talk for that long is fantastic but as I said before, to be able to talk to a large group of students for that long about this topic it it's pretty great that you can do that and um i can all i think we can all probably back away and say. Okay, is this something that all ages need to hear this speech? And I'm not—I I, I can't fall on that, you know, on that and say, "Hey, yes, they should. No, they shouldn't." Um, you know, to me, it's something where you know, you as a parent and as a school, you kind of make the decision whether whether it's appropriate or not. And it, it's you know, it's a tough conversation to have. And, and I do respect you know parents who say. You know, I don't want my child... I don't want anyone else talking to my child about that. Um, You know, particularly about sexuality and things like that. Um, I I do, you know. And that's where, you know, as a parent, I think you have a right to say something about it and say, you know, I I really don't want my child attending that. And that's fine. I I have no problem with that. Um, But I also think it's like, I want to make sure that if I'm going to... If... To me, I would want to know, like, if a parent, as a parent, I would think that you would want to know, like, what's the content about, you know, to be, you know, what's going to be said, how it's going to be presented. I think it's a fair question to ask because we are protective of one another. You know, I think we're protective of our children. We're protective of our own parents. You know, if you come from a loving family, you want to make sure that your family isn't exposed to things that, are going to send them in the wrong direction. I think we have so many things that are in society today like social media, you know, the you know, video games, the, the movies that are out there, um, the streaming thing, services, the YouTube, the music. I'm not saying any that all of them are bad. I'm just saying there are so many influences that are coming from all different directions. And the best thing that you can do, I think, as an adult, and even as a young person is to think carefully about what's being presented to you and ask yourself, is this something that logically makes sense? You know, um, and that's kind of how, you know, how, kind of how we went into that. And so anyhow, I want to keep going down that road. I'm to kind of like wrap this up just a little bit. But anyhow, good presentation. Um, I enjoy. I thought it was thoughtful. I don't. You know, um, I think hopefully it, it opened some people's eyes, got some people thinking. And I think that's the the importance of, of speaking out and talking about different issues is to kind of get people thinking in a different direction to make choices that are important for them for the future. But ultimately, like, to me, what, what this came down to is, like, being the person that you want to be or the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with and realizing that the choices that you make now are going to have an effect on the people that you will know your family your husband your wife your children in the future and i, I think you can even expand that and, you know like i'm not married or anything and i you know i just look at it and i say you know what i want to be the kind of person that You know, Try as I I can, I don't want to, I want to kind of encourage people to grow, I want to encourage people to think for themselves, Um, I want to make the world a little bit better place. Am I always successful? No. Are there times when I make the wrong choices? Um, I maybe say the wrong things? Absolutely, absolutely, without a doubt. I don't know anyone that doesn't walk through this world and doesn't say the wrong thing or make the wrong choices sometimes. We all do that. But what I try to do is, and I think we have to find a balance of being like doing more right, being more positive, you know, building more than tearing down, like having um, a greater impact positively than we do negatively. And that when when we're doing something that doesn't have a positive impact, we do something that we, we may regret, how do we balance that out? How do we make the scales a little bit better and you know to me the presentation kind of did that kind of let people gave people something to think about so I enjoyed it today. you know I came home and I, I said to myself know, yeah, that was that was pretty good it was I knew it was gonna be a long day I was kind of anxious about it um, I made it like I'm sitting here on the porch right now the rain has stopped uh, I was planning on going to the girls soccer game tonight um, initially I was like, no, I am not going to go because it was actually hailing about 45 minutes ago. And I was like, there's no way on God's green earth that I'm going to go down and sit at a soccer field at 7:30 at night and watch a soccer game when there's a possibility of rain or even hail. I am not out of my mind. So I sat down. Charlie came in the room, jumped up on the bed. was like, oh, I really want to go. He was like so anxious. He just wanted to go for a walk. I was like, okay. So I got this all together. The rain slowed and it stopped. And I said, let's go for a walk, Charlie. let put the leash on and head down the road. And I thought about everything that went on today. And I put everything into perspective. I considered different things that I have in my life I consider the information that was presented today I consider looking at and listening to what my students had to say after the presentation and how they appreciated the fact that he did not shame them in terms of the choices that they make and he He was very direct, and they felt like they felt very comfortable hearing about it, which I thought was a really good thing. So, anyhow, that's just kind of where we are, and that's kind of where I am, and that's how I want to end this today. Just thinking about, like, you know, we can kind of walk into life, we can wake up in the morning and think about what kind of a huge day we have ahead of us, how difficult it may be, how we can kind of roll with it, and Embrace it. Say, okay, it is what it is. Let's try to enjoy this as much as we can. And let's take ownership of how we react to things and how we consider things in our lives. Um, And that's ultimately the most important thing. And um, it's always nice at the end of the day to sit back and say, you know what? This was a pretty good day. Did things go the way I wanted all the time? Nope. Am I a little bit tired? Should I have not eaten those four or five pieces of chocolate out of the candy dish at school? Yes, I should not have eaten that. That was bad. But I made up for it by having a nice bowl of soup and a toasted peanut butter sandwich and a walk with Charlie. And now i got to go in and get ready to go to the soccer game. So thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed enjoyed this. I've got one week week left at my at 500 mile corner store on my merch, 20% off all the attire that's there. Goes to the end of September, as I said. Had a lot of nice response to that. People complimenting it. So please check that out. You can also check out my um, my blog, um, www.ajbukon.com. Um, had a blog up last weekend about making choices, you know, and um kind of built on that last week in the in the in the blog or excuse me on the podcast. But you know what? If you have a chance, go check out the blog. Go check out my books. They're on Amazon. They're in my corner store. Check them all out. I appreciate it. The one thing I just want to remind you, make sure that, you know, in this day and age there's so much going on. We have so much you know we, we try to find a balance between work and our own lives. It's important that you maintain that balance and that you take care of yourself both physically and mentally so that you have a nice balance within your life. So that way, when trouble comes up, and things don't go your, will, your way, you have a good balance. And I think that's important. Because if you don't take care of yourselves, you really can't take care of the people that you love. And that, that can be even more frustrating. So um, take care of yourself. Make sure you're kind to everyone. And thank you for listening.